What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Uh, I might as well get that fucking out of the way. Christ. <clears throat> Unique New York. Coming up on the pod, we talk Amazon construction sites, UFOs, and the Simon West 1997 action feature, Con Air. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz Rob on the mic, you got cannabis keen and he's alright. Caitlin is giving all she can give and Calvin doesn't even know this is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today, we are the Real Buzz 2. I am Real Buzz Rob. One girl, I drove through three states wearing her head as a hat. Jeez, yeah. In my left, <laughs> we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. Can't trust a South American drug lord. Who can you trust, huh? <laughs> Buenas, I mean, Romania. We have to boost those little posts. They were a little. Yeah, uh, it was a little quiet. A little quieter than normal. Yeah, yeah, but such a true statement. I mean, yeah, you yeah. gotta trust those guys. Did, did you realize there are three Oscar winners in this movie? Oh, well, Nick Cage. Yeah, John Malkovich. Yeah, and John Cusack. Yeah, real. Okay, the three leads all have Oscars in this fucking movie, Con Air. It's pretty wild. Yeah. What John Cusack win for? Um, that movie where he plays Brian Wilson. Uh, okay. Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Okay. He won, a, he won an Oscar for that. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure he did, though. Uh, it's fine. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I could have, and I guess I just decided to go with the old gut. Yeah. Gut feeling. I think he won an Oscar for that, so let's just say it like he did. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. All right. So let's get into- Clearly, they didn't win it for this fucking movie. Well, I don't- Some of them should have. Well, John Malkovich actually didn't do a bad job. He was a cartoon character, but he was awesome. Yeah. I loved He's it. He's just so good at being an unsung. We'll get into it. We'll All right. Let's it. start with Real Buzz Current Affairs. Start off with Amazon. Amazon had to shut down a massive construction site in Virginia after finding seven different nooses hanging around the site over a, over a, like a couple weeks period of time jesus christ apparently the foreman who is carlos best said he had a fire worker because he regularly made racist remarks um and then after he got fired the nooses started showing up jesus man and he also said that the culture of the site was toxic due to people regularly wearing confederate flag shirts and hats and also said he had uh personally heard lots of other racist rhetoric being used and Amazon site contractor currently offering a hundred thousand dollar reward for any information leading to the capture of the culprits. Jeez, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, man. The, the I think the greatest thing you can do if you're fired for being racist, just to really drive your point home, is start hanging nooses around the site. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you know that'll win people over to your side. That's what you get for firing me. The South shall rise again. That's fucked up, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've never, I just don't. I, and again, it's. 
not not justifying we live in a different era now racism was a lot more accepted 50 years ago and it's still too accepted today but man can you imagine being like fuck these people i'm going to hang a symbol of hate everywhere around the construction site just to intimidate them that is fucking sociopathic yeah fucking racist man they are real rascals that's yeah and especially when you figure like amazon i don't know what was it just going to be another like plan or distribution center or some shit yeah it's just a massive like yeah i think it's, it's still, a distribution it, place. it could bring jobs to that community right. and stuff like that now that they're stopping construction they're probably going to move it elsewhere maybe i don't know how far along they got but i'm surprised it happened in virginia not west virginia but you know who well, knows Well, virginia isn't that where the seat of the confederacy was it's true charlottesville's in virginia now that you See, so yeah. I mean, yeah. So I don't mean to, you know. Say all right, let's rank everyone in Virginia. Top ten, I don't think top that. ten most racist states in America. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I think Alabama gets number one. Probably. I think Virginia might get number one. Ah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know why. Florida's, we'll def Florida's definitely we'll top see. ten. Florida's absolutely top ten. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can count. Florida and Texas are like their own thing. Texas is definitely its own thing. I yeah, I like Florida. I don't like Texas. I think once you get to like Tennessee and the Bible Belt, the, you know, the, where right where real the heart of Dixie, I think that you know that's probably where you're going to find the hottest states for racism. <laughs> yeah, so that they, they burn red. All right, yeah, that that they do. Moving on to not to say all Republicans are racist. I don't think that. No, but all racists are Republicans. <laughs> Touche. Uh, okay. June 1st, the Pentagon is going to release information, classified documents in regards to UFOs, which I'm, I'm particularly interested in seeing because uh, we've seen now over my lifetime a bunch of different videos and photos, some likely false, others that now have been like have been said to real, that are actually factual. And well, because we've all seen like the Navy footage that those pilots take of the craft that maneuvers in ways that have no earthly explanation. Yeah. So now I don't know how much they're going to release, but I'll be interested to see it. Like, because they've just said, yeah, there's like Obama was on Kimmel the other night and he was like, so what about these UFOs? He's like, yeah, they're, we don't know what they are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure NASA came out like a few months back too and we're acknowledging the presence of UFOs. So, I mean, it's, I guess we'll see what happens with it. I mean, it it's not that surprising to me. No, but it's the same thing Bob Lazar has been saying for the last 30 years. And I know it's easier to play Monday morning quarterback in this particular scenario. But when you think about it, it's a hundred million times more likely that there are aliens than that there aren't. I saw There's something infinite galaxies with infinite universes and realities, and we're yeah. like, yeah, there might be something else. I don't know. No, yeah, it's far more likely that there is something out there. Well, I, I can't remember who said this or where I saw it, but I saw something that somebody was like. Yeah, there are UFOs out there, but here's the thing. We don't think that there's actually aliens inside. It's like, all right, all right I guess. I don't know. What do they think? Is it they think it's a drone? Of Maybe some it's kind? some sort of drone. Yeah, I don't know. Still pretty. I mean, that still definitely proves the existence of right. a, a, another being of sorts. Yeah. Maybe. And I don't know. Like, you could get real crazy with this. Maybe they found out how to bend space and time and travel between dimensions. It might not just be like, oh, they're from Mars. It could be that they're from the 17th dimension of Marklar. Yeah, Marklar. These Marklars came here and started Marklar on oh, my Marklar. I didn't even know that that's... Uh, I just remember Marklar coming up. My, that's from South Park, isn't that's, it? Yeah, that's a South Park. He's Marklar. Yeah. I think Starvin' Marvin ends up hanging out with the Marklars. Yeah, that's right. God damn, it's weird that there's the strange caveats in my brain where things you are... You don't hidden. even know anymore. I don't even remember. I'm like, oh, Marklar. It's like, no, no, no. That is a deep cut from South Park from a long <laughs> yeah. time ago. Yeah, that's like season one or two. I've been programmed by that show, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to talk about on current affairs, current events? Uh, about the aliens? Or anything at all. 
nah, I mean, ah, uh, not <laughs> nothing that's just coming to mind. I don't know. You know, eat your Wheaties. Eat your Wheaties. Hey, Phil Mickelson, he won the, uh, yeah, old he lefty. became the old, uh, oldest guy to win the PGA Tour. I was a little surprised by or that whatever. because he was only 50. Like, only that doesn't 50. seem that old. Yeah, but, yeah, no, I agree. Well, it doesn't seem that old until you see that the oldest people to win a major before that were like 46 and four months, 46 and three months. Yeah, so he, he shattered the record. Yeah, so, I mean, good for him. No, good for Lefty. I used to, back when we were talking about this a bit yesterday, back when there was that rivalry between him and Tiger, I'm not even sure you can call it that really, but when they were kind of like yeah. rivals, I always liked Tiger more than Phil. But now, oddly enough, I'm kind of coming around and liking Phil more than Tiger like recently. That's Well, yeah, I was I was the same way. I was I always hated Phil Mickelson. He seemed like the real-life Shooter McGavin to me. Exactly. So I just... Shooter! Yeah, he just seemed kind of swarmy and stuff like that. But now I've seen enough like with snapchat and shit like that becoming big and instagram i he seems like he's a man of the people you see and he likes his, to party more of his personality yeah he's not just this stoic golfer that is there to beat tiger i saw a clip apparently it was from him at the 2020 uh u.s open or whichever tour or whichever event he just won but uh he was there PGA with jim championship nance. okay he was there with jim nance and uh nick faldo and they were like, hey, you know, great to have you here, Phil. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm great at three things, uh, making golf shots and talking golf. And then Nick Faldo goes, you said three things, though, didn't you? And he's good. And, that's a good palate. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. And Phil Mickelson's just like, hey, I'll let you figure it out pretty much. I don't know. I don't know. I think he was implying that he's good at fucking. Oh. <laughs> that's that's what I think he was getting at, and he couldn't say that. Or uh, That's right. I'm only good at two things, golf and fucking, and it looks like we're all out of golf. Yeah, but he said three things. Yeah. And said, so he could be saying, I'm only good at golf. I'm not good at counting, too. But I'm going to take it that he's implying he's good at fucking. I'd like to think the latter as well. Yeah. I, I got in the comment section of the video. Nobody had any definitive answer, but those were the two top theories. Or maybe he just was... Just had like a some sort of a spaced out moment where it's like, did I say three things? I meant yeah. two. Fuck off. Yeah, well, no, because Nick Faldo's like, oh, you you sent me, uh, I had trouble with that or something. He's like, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> He's just, just talking fucking shit. With him. Yeah. yeah. So he meant to do it, but whatever. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces <laughs> of shit for breakfast? Yeah. No. Real life shooter McGavin. But good for Lefty. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Happy, happy uh, PGA Championship win, Lefty. Yeah, you know what? Somebody's got to do it. It's not going to be me. No, no, me either. You know, or Ricky Fowler. Yeah, Ricky Fowler's more of not necessarily the greatest golfer. He's more of just like a youth icon for the sport. Like, he wears the trendy shit. Yeah, and he's I'd like, like to see him win. He kind of has, he's one of the few golfers that has actual sex appeal. Like, you look at all these other golfers, like Bubba Watson, no. Yeah, but he's got a hovercraft. That, well, yeah, no, there's other parts about that make him cool, but Ricky Fowler's like <laughs> essentially the sex symbol for golf. Uh, that's probably true. Well, I guess Tiger Woods was peeing on chicks. Dude, he wasn't the sex symbol. He was like the, I don't, I've got nothing. It was The sex addict of the, golf. The sex addict of golf. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the movie we are reviewing today, which is Con Air, Con Air, which also I just. Con Air and the Barbarian. That didn't work. That's funny. I liked it. <laughs> I just remember that my sister had a, when I was younger, she had a, a brand of blow dryer called Con Air. And I was just like, I remember that. Yeah, that you said. not I, that your sister had it, but I remember. Well, of course, seeing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure other women had them right. other than my sister. But uh, I just thought that it was like, damn, dude, this movie fucking was so big it had its own blow dryers. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing the blow dryers probably came before the movie, though. I don't. I don't know. 
Eh, eh, I, who knows? The, or just Con Air is not like trademarked in the realm of that particular. I don't know. I have no idea. It would be funny though if on all the Con Air it was like officially licensed. That would be like, so cool. It had Nick Cage because he's got some flow in here. I'm he sure does. he blow dried that wig. I bet he only used Con it's Air. It's a wig, hair. right? No, I, no. Yeah, I think it is. I had a, I went back and forth the whole time, but I because it's very well because he could have no 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 I know it is because he filmed this back to back with The Rock. Oh, then, And yeah. he had to have short hair for The Rock, and they almost overlapped. So there's no way he could have grown the hair. has to be a wig. Uh, and then, like we said before in the past, then he did, um, after this was Face Off, which is considered the holy Nick Cage trinity. And now we've done them all. Yeah, we have. Won multiple times. Yeah. Release <laughs> date for this film was June 6, 1997. Director Simon West. Before this, Simon was known for commercials and shorts. After this, he's known for The General's Daughter, Tomb Raider, When a Stranger Calls. I like the girl who plays the main character in that movie. Is it Angelina Cam- Jolie, Tomb Raider? Yeah, no, no, but it? I'm talking right. about When a Stranger Calls. Her name's Camille something. I don't think I've seen it. She's very pretty. And then uh, he also directed The Expendables 2. Okay. So, right. Simon West. That's, yeah, General's Daughter. John I Travolta. thought about watching that the other day. It's on HBO Max, and I was like, ah, I don't know. I think I remember seeing it when I was a kid, but it... They started going PG-13 for one of them. I think it's three, and that's a real fucking mistake. What, for General's Daughter? No, for The Expendables. Oh, I thought, no, I was I talking, talking about, about the, Okay, General's yeah, Daughter. Yeah. I kind of vaguely remember that about General's Daughter being raped in that movie. Something like that, or she gets murdered in the, yeah, the yeah. field. Is that the... I, but I could be confusing that with... There's one with Samuel L. Jackson where, like... Basic. That's called Basic. Okay, That also mind. has Travolta in it. Okay, I'm confusing it with that one. I liked that one, I think. Basic basic, just get twist after twist. Really? Tell them, oh, you haven't seen it? No, I have, but I can't... I mean, I vaguely remember it. I won't spoil it for you. One, Yeah. I'll watch it. Anyway. Right. Cats. Cast. Away. I, I already mentioned that, oddly enough, this action-packed gym has three Oscar winners in it. Nicholas Cage as Cameron Poe, John Cusack as Agent Vince Larkin, and then John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus Grissom. Honorable mention two, this is a long list. Dave Chappelle's <laughs> Pinball Parker, McKelty Williamson as Baby O. Odell, Danny Trejo as Johnny 23, Monica Potter as Trisha Poe, Ving Rames as Nathan Diamond Dog Jones, Cole Meany, that's a funny last name, Cole Meany <laughs> as Agent Duncan Malloy, Steve Buscemi as Garland Green, and then M.C. Ganey, Swamp Thing. Yeah, shout out to M.C. Ganey. Have you ever seen the movie Sideways with yes. Paul Giamatti? Yes, I have. You remember when they go back to retrieve Thomas Hayden Church's wallet from the waitress's house he was fucking, and then the husband comes home, and the, the and he's fucking chases him out of the house butt naked, like dicks hanging naked? That's M.C. Ganey. Okay. So I, right. so if you want to see M.C. Ganey's penis, go watch Sideways. Sideways with Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church. I remember M.C. Ganey from Lost, for whatever that's worth. Don't get to see his penis in uh, Lost, though. Yeah, I well, at first, I didn't recognize him at first, and then like the third time I saw the movie, I'm like, I know who that is. He seems like he's a little too high profile to be doing dicks hanging naked, but hey, hey, it was a, it was an independent film. Yeah, there you go. I think it won an Oscar. It I, was at least nominated. It was nominated. I'm not yeah. sure it won. Yeah. Oh, hey, that would be cool. Like if you if you did full frontal nudity and won an Oscar, be like, hey man, my dicks won an Oscar. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd put that on the mantle. Absolutely. All right. Nick Cage, we just did last week, and we've done him 100 times before. We're not going to do him. Uh, John Cusack, before this known for 16 Candles, Say Anything, and Gross Point Blank. After this known for being John Malkovich, High Fidelity, America's Sweethearts, Serendipity, Identity, Runaway Jury, Must Love Dogs, The Iced Harvest, 1408, 2012, The Raven, The Paperboy, 
Love and Mercy, and Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of shit, man. I like John Cusack. He's kind of gone away, it seems like, a little bit. but It's like him and Bruce Willis and Nick Cage. He's, all these guys are just, they're older now, and they're just they're, they're doing as many movies as possible, whether or not their quality is completely irrelevant. Oh, is he popping up in a bunch of random movies? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Ever since The Raven tanked back in 2012, he's just been like, well, whatever, it'll work. I guess, yeah, because I do remember I saw 1408 in theaters. I saw 2012 in theaters, and... Uh, yeah. Then I kind of stopped seeing John Cusack in movies. Well, yeah, The Raven was his, it was a horror thriller. I never saw that though. Well, it's he plays Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, does he? Yeah, but it's in an alternate reality where there's a serial killer that's uh, making kills based on his poems. Oh. And but he's still alive, and so he has to help the editor of the paper that he writes for find the killer. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds like an amazing premise. It's pretty wild. I don't understand why that didn't catch on. Yeah, I'm not sure why it didn't do so well. Oh, well. Once upon a John Cusack's career. All right, John Mikolovich. Malkovich. Mikolovich. Uh, before this, known for Mice and Men, where he played, he actually played Lenny. Yes. Um, in The Line of Fire, which is a Clint Eastwood flick. Oh. Mulholland Falls. Not to be confused with Mulholland Drive. No, this would be the Nick Nolte film, Mulholland okay. Falls. It's it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. I like it. Uh, uh, the second one's called Mulholland Gets Back Up Again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After this, he's known for The Man in the Iron Mask, Rounders, which is my favorite performance from him, if That's, you haven't it, seen That is a great- Teddy yeah. KGB. He can eat in the Oreos. Yep. Pay him. Pay that man his money. <laughs> uh, being John Malkovich, Knock Around Guys, Burn After Reading, Jonah Hex, Red 1 and 2, and then the Pete Burke film I was telling you about yesterday, Mile 22. Okay. Did you say Dangerous Liaisons? No, Liaisons I, no I, I should have, though. Yeah, that's a great movie, too. And there was other ones, I'm sure, that, that were bigger that he was in as well, but I just... I yeah, got, yeah, you go for the hits. Yeah, I go for the hits. Yeah. Cusack just happened to have a lot of hits in the row before he just stopped. Yeah, John Malkovich, uh, he's also really good in Burn After Reading, I think. Mentioned uh, that one, yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed John Malkovich. And being John Malkovich is such a strange fucking movie. I, I don't enjoy it. It's too weird for me. The first time I saw it, I really liked it. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, I don't know. This might be a little too much. And I haven't seen it a third time, I don't think. But it was one of those movies after I saw it, like my dreams were really weird. I was thinking about it for like three days straight. I it's don't know. a lot of symbolism and introspection in that movie. That's I, I just... I don't. I, I didn't know what it was going into it, and I, I had no idea what to expect, and I was like, this is way weirder than I thought it was going to be. That's kind of how I was, too. Yeah, Cameron Diaz with her orange afro and yeah. the like little chimpanzee they take care of. And then John Cusack. And yeah, well, yeah, he's a puppeteer. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so it, weird. All right, uh, net worth. Two chains. We are know Nick Cage is $25 million. John Cusack, or as my, infuriates me, my mom calls him John Cusack, and I'm be like, that's not his fucking name, Mom. She calls him Kuzak. Yeah, like, ah, you want to watch that John, that new John Kuzak movie? I'm like, what? No, that's not his name. Yeah, you know, John, it's, it's Joan's brother. John, Joan, Joan Kuzak. John and Joan did a Kuzaks. Pretty sure it's been pronounced Kuzak. No one, I've never heard anyone pronounce a Kuzak ever. Yeah. Um, your mom's going back to the old country on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will guess, I mean, sounds like if he's taking random fucking movies and The Raven, he's probably had a drug problem. I'm going to guess 15 million. 50. 50? He, I mean, I, double Nicholas uh, Cage, huh? Nicholas Cage had some taxation issues the IRS had to resolve. Oh, okay. I mean, I think we can both agree Nick Cage would be worth fifty million easily had he paid his taxes. Oh, okay. Well, good for John Cusack. See, he's like he pay kinda, your taxes, kids. 
kind of did the Wesley Snipes where he was like, oh, I'm just not I'm just not going to. They won't notice. And then once they do notice, he was like, okay, fine, I'll pay him. Wesley was like, no, nah, I'm not going to. And so he went to jail. Oh, shit. Yeah, he did time for it. Oh, shit. Well, that's how they got Al Capone. It is. Tax it's, evasion, it's yeah. You yeah. got to pay your taxes, man. That's how, they, that's how they get a lot of elusive, powerful criminals. Um, they usually go, they don't go for something as obvious. They go for like financial crimes and yeah. stuff that's boring and tough to hide. Yeah. Well, then you can throw it in at Rico if yeah. it's like tied to organized crime. Who's Rico? <laughs> uh, he's uh, Napoleon Dynamite's uncle. That's true. Vote for him. No, that's Pedro. Oh, yeah. My bad. Yeah, Uncle Rico. Uncle he Rico. Throws a f- I bet you could throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning to watch that movie again. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, net worth. We just did net worth. Specs and deeds. Wait, no, we didn't do John Malkovich. Though. Oh, I'm sorry. Two jo- chains again. John Mikolovich. Mikolovich. Uh, pay him, uh, I'll guess, uh, $75 million. He's undervalued. He's got $25 million. Okay. Well, good for him. He's definitely a character actor. Yeah. Which I think it kind of caps him out on some of the roles and how much money he can charge. I don't, I, yeah, know, he's not. Uh, he's not, not really... a leading man, really. Not not a traditional leading yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous liaisons, but that was like his one. You know, in my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. <laughs> there you go. That's my ten KGB. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it, it used to be better. Well, you got to watch it again. That's, I know. I haven't seen it. I used to watch it like three times a month. Really? Yeah, I loved it. Did you have it on DVD? I did. Had to have it on the DVD, and then and now it's just I mean streaming. I can watch anytime I want. Yeah, anytime. I just have not. All right, specs and deets. Net yeah. worth. No specs and deets. I said it right. Fuck, I'm off. Yes, indeed. Uh, runtime hour and fifty five minutes. Budget seventy five million. Opened at twenty four point one million. Grossed one hundred and one million domestically. Two hundred and twenty four million globally. Ah, good for this movie. Made money. I mean, yeah. Tripled its budget. Yeah, more than 75 that. mil. There you go. Plot keywords. Airplane hijacking. The second one, this is the second consecutive week where USA has been a plot keyword. USA, huh? I guess it takes place in the USA, but I and he's an army ranger. I think, All right. I think it's basically or like saying people who like to chant USA in like strange situations probably will like this movie. Yeah, that's true. I don't like to do that, and I still liked this movie, but, you know. No, we discussed that. There's there's appropriate times to do that, but more times than not, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, crushed head. Yes. Forgot about it until I saw the end. I'm like, crushed head? The fuck? Uh, convict, <laughs> and then diabetic. Di- yep. All of that shit checks out. Diabetes is a pretty big story, plot line in the story. It's because he was eating too many different kinds of shrimp. Question, and I didn't know if I remembered this or not. He gets shot. Do we see if he makes it ever? After he gets, I think he makes it because the last thing I can remember them having is like, I'm just uh, afraid, like you know, like what if there's no God? Yeah, and then yeah, he goes, then... I'm about to prove you God exists or whatever. <laughs> or there is a God. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets shot in the arm and just keeps walking at him like nothing fucking happened. <laughs> yeah, the the fucking riffs in this movie are incredible. Yeah, the guitar riffs are incredible. Well, and then that Jesus, I don't know. How do I live without you? That song was originally written and performed by a 14-year-old Leanne Rimes, but I think Monica Potter does it in this movie. Yeah, I don't think it was Leanne Rimes. It didn't sound like Leanne. No, it said uh, Trisha Yearwood. Oh, oh, Garth's wife. Yeah, yeah, because it was on the little x-ray thing. I paused the movie. All right, so it's Garth's wife, Trisha Yearwood. Trish or Trisha? Uh, Is it just Trish? I think no. I think it's Trisha, but I think people call her Trish too. Oh, okay. It, you know, it's like my name's Robbie or Robert, but people call me Rob. Doesn't I get matter. you. It's not I wrong. It's not wrong. 
Okay. I know. You said it was Rob. <laughs> Taglines. One, uh, here we go. <clears throat> Sorry. One wrong flight can ruin your whole day. Number, yeah. It's not great. Number two, buckle up. Number three. <laughs> that's okay. That's that was a, it. All right. A, All right. <laughs> full stop. All right. I, I kind of like number two, I guess. Uh, number three. Welcome to Con Air, which Malkovich says in the movie. It's obligatory. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. You got to do it. Yeah. It's another movie that says the title in it. This is probably my favorite one. They were dangerous on the ground. Now they have wings. Okay. I'm okay with I'm that one. I'm good with yeah. that one. And the final one is a Jerry Bruckheimer production. They really didn't try too hard with that one. Oh, that's a tagline. Yeah. Huh? Again. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, because Jerry Bruckheimer is one of those producers that's a known commodity. Oh, yeah. When you see that, uh, especially like from this era, the graphic yeah, the, at the, the beginning with, with, the, with the tree and then it strikes lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the this was the first movie he did without Don Simpson, I think. Don had a bit of a coke habit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Not coke because he's dead. Oh shit! Is that <laughs> is that what killed him? I uh, I think it contributed to his death. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cameron Poe is an army ranger who just wants some sweet poutine. <laughs> damn it! Hold some on. sweet what? <laughs> Cameron Poe is an army ranger who just wants some sweet poutine after he returns home. But after he defends his prego wife from some drunk attackers, this former Civil Civil War general is labeled a lethal weapon and is sent to prison where he spends five to ten doing push-ups and writing to his daughter. When he is finally released, uh, his transport plane is taken over by fellow prisoners. Can Cameron live long enough to see his daughter and survive his flight on Con Air? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's just, you are riding the struggle bus for that one. Oh, that was difficult the whole time. I'm I'm a little under the weather, so I do it in the voice. Are was, you feeling better today a little bit? I'm feeling a little bit better today, but the voice still isn't quite there. No, I hear you, man. Uh, apparently reading isn't either, but hey, you know, we're going to get through it. Yeah, he does, his accent does remind me a little bit of Stonewall Jackson. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He sounds like an old, well, back in my day, you know, if I, I wish... we brought the cavalry in from... Down yonder. I, I, it, you, you also kind of noticed that in his, um, the way he read the letters to his daughter, he almost was like being, almost like back in the day when Civil War people would write back. That's it, exactly, it's, yeah. it's like it's very eloquent language, just that is completely dead now that no one uses at all. Oh, my sweet Charlotte. I'm, there will always be boys like little Jimmy Simpson. Pay them no never mind. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to scrub your behind your ears. It's just very much a, a cadence that's no longer around. People write, now we Right, LFG, LOL, LFG, yeah. like all that shit. Uh, we're killing language. Keep a fire burning on the stove, just like the fire in my heart for my sweet South. There you go. You're getting there. <laughs> okay, now let's move on to the Real Buzz Rundown. Uh, in that, you kind of touched on it in your synopsis. What kind of a fucked up judge gives out that sentence for the crime he could... Like, it's pretty wild. Oh, yeah. Well, it's uh, at some point, John Cusack says unintentional manslaughter or something like that. So I guess I don't know. I did know a guy when I worked down at the Lake of the Ozarks whose hands were labeled lethal weapons. Was he like a Navy SEAL or something? Yeah, he'd been some special forces or some shit. And I think he spent time in jail because he punched a dude and fucking killed him. Yeah, but like his lawyer at the beginning was like, plead guilty. You might get four. And he's (laughs) like, all right, I'll plead guilty. That's what's going to happen. The judge is like, eight. I, yeah, well, Jesus that's the Christ. thing. Yeah, he's like five to ten. 
we're giving him the maximum 45. But then when I wrote it down, he's like, plead guilty. He's like, I will not plead guilty. And then the next thing, I plead guilty. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. I will not. <laughs> I plead guilty. I no, never mind you. Will I plead guilty, lawyer man? Uh, also, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. We've got a uh, shout out to have you, you've seen Heat, right? Yeah. So Wayne Grow was the guy at the bar at the beginning who he killed. Oh, okay. I had to get it on, man. I had to get it on. I should go home and watch Heat. Every time I watched this it, gets I watched up, it last night. Every time it gets brought up on this podcast, I go to watch it. Is it streaming somewhere? Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime for free. Okay. Well, maybe I will do that then. My favorite line, he goes, because of pussies like you, we lost Vietnam. <laughs> I haven't seen it in probably seven years. Well, no, that, he says that in this movie. Oh, okay. He, oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's coming into, oh, soldier boy, we lost Vietnam because of pussies like you. Yeah, and who goes up to a fucking army guy and says, I guess maybe back in the day, I don't know. No, even in the South, I would think that's going to be not looked well upon. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, They're exactly. very pro-military in the exactly. South. Exactly. Yeah, man. Thank God for my life, for the stars and stripes, for Nick Cage's Alabama accent. We'll kick your ass. We'll, we'll, we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Toby That's Keys. absolutely, yeah. Uh, why does he even engage with the three dudes instead of just shutting the door of the just car? Just getting in the car. He was, and, uh, he was almost away. in the car, but yeah. then he's like, she was already in the car. Yeah, she and she's she going, hey, Cameron, sick. come on now. Don't, get back in the car. Don't fight. And then he gets out and he's like, what are you doing? Like, he almost walks up to them. Like, he's like, all right, it's on. Yeah, I must defend your honor. Yeah. I think he's got this whole sense of an old Civil War fucking Confederate Southern pride thing. He's big on honor and defending it. Yeah. It's almost like he's practices Buddhism or something like that, too, you know? He's almost got, like, it's when he gets calm. off the bus and he's like, he's got that very Zen-like smile, you know? That's the meme from everything nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I saw so many memes in this movie oh, that I recognize. Oh, like so just, many. Yeah. Time after time. I don't know why I'm singing all these songs. If you're lost and you're... Well, they don't play like that in this movie. No, I was just saying, I saw time after time in this movie, I was seeing memes that... Oh, yeah. Uh, there's this, there's probably uh, conservatively 15 memes from this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on to when he, he gets on the plane, that fat guard is a super racist guy. Oh, yeah. He's like going... He, he calls Dave Chappelle, like, inward light, and then he told... Uh, he told, oh, the guy who plays Bubba and Forrest Gump to, you know, get his do-rag. Had to go home, boy. It's like, Jesus, dude, just tell him he can't wear it. And then, uh, that being said, he also seems like mostly an equal opportunity asshole in general. Yeah. Um, Johnny Trejo did a surprisingly good job of shedding this Johnny 23 persona because he plays a real disgusting piece of shit in this movie. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm almost surprised he had the ability to, like, bounce, like, do something else and be because he's kind of looked at like as a as a national treasure now. Yeah, well, he's machete. Yeah, he's machete. Yeah. Uh, but th I mean, damn, that well, was. I mean, he's a he's an actor. No, I know. No, and, I, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but there's some like, like for example, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Al Pacino was telling Leo, "It's like, hey, if you take parts like this, you're not going to be able to get other parts." Yeah, fair enough. So it's just kind of like I think like if if you play a rapist too well, I think it's going to hurt your career. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That, but he, he had spent time in jail already at this point. Yeah, that's very true. I will say, because this is early on in his career, I noticed that he still had a lot of tattoos, but he bought a lot. He paid for a lot of tattoos after he started acting because he's all tatted up now. Yeah, because that at was the time he takes his shirt off. He, he doesn't have that many tats. It's his brand, man. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it was weird to see him without all the tattoos. 
and then something about watching Dave Chappelle draw that string out of his mouth really made me want to vomit. It was gross. Yeah. I did think it was funny. He was like, hey, coaches, if everything works out with this, you don't die or whatever. Like, no hard feelings. <laughs> the last Mohegan is burning. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. I <laughs> the had best. No, I, I guess when he popped up, I had forgot because I do remember hearing that he was in Con Air. Yeah. But I, when he popped up, I was like, oh, fucking shit. Dave Chappelle. Ping pong. He, uh, no, no, no. Pinball. Pinball. Ping pong. <laughs> God damn yeah, he is my favorite character in this movie. Other than John Malkovich and Nick Cage, I think he's easily the best character in the movie. And the fucked up part is he dies halfway through, and you're like, God damn it, man. And it's and it's an off-screen death, too. Like, you see him trying to get in the plane. I figured he just got caught or something. I don't know. He They just find him kind of frozen, or I don't yeah, even know what it was. stuck in the landing gear. Yeah. There were just so many other characters who could have been sent to get rid of the transponder that could have you could have killed off. That would have been way better. than You could have had Dave Chappelle for another 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. It would, yeah, and think about all the great shit that could have happened. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all the great shit that could have happened. Yeah, they did him dirty. That was in my notes. Oh, for sure they did. And yeah. I think, you know, going back, if the director could redo that, he'd be like, yeah, let's leave Dave in. Yeah. I guess Dave Chappelle wasn't Dave Chappelle necessarily at this point yet. I mean, he kind of was. Half Baked to come out, um, and he had one, maybe one comedy special out. Okay. Uh, maybe not. I, I don't know. Killing Him Softly came out in 99, I want to say. Okay. So th- that would have been after this. So, yeah, he probably wasn't a huge commodity yet. Yeah. He was up and coming. Yeah, that DEA agent received some shit training. He did not seem under control or calculated whatsoever in that scenario. Like, he pretty much made every wrong decision you could possibly make in that scenario. Like, yeah. what was his plan? They're in a they're in a locked-up tube in the sky. He's good. Yeah. You think if you just take Dave Chappelle hostage, like, okay, all these other criminals, yeah, everyone's just going to be fine with that? Yeah, no, and it's like, what's what's the long-term plan here? What's Okay, uh, you, th- you thought of step one, take a hostage. What's step two? Yeah. And even Nicholas Cage is like, you know you're in a situation you can't control, right? Yeah. Put the gun down, gentlemen. Let's all just sit here and talk. Um, okay, so Nick Cage writes that uh, that message on Pinball's shirt, sends him flying into the, into the down to the – he's not into the heavens. He's falling from the heavens. Falls on that dude's car. Not sure – the body would have stayed intact enough for that message to be legible? That's what I was thinking, too. From <laughs> all the way from that plane, think there's going to be some splat. I mean, pretty much if you commit suicide off the Empire State Building, which is a sight shorter than the plane drop, I, your body's going to explode once it hits the pavement. Right. Uh, but, hey, that being said, though, suspension of disbelief. I did think it was very funny when uh, – the police officer or whatever calls Larkin and he's like, yeah, there's a, you got to get down here. There's a body we found. It's got your name written all over it. I thought that was pretty funny. It, well, no, it's just like, if I was going to be like, Hey, fuck face, I'm not there to appreciate the pun. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't know what that means. I, what do you, I let fit like, what do you mean? Yeah. Could you expound please? Oh, you, you mean literally my name is written please on Please use literally. I mean, it literally has your name on. That makes more sense to me. Like, yeah, I, I can't tell if you're being figurative. But the audience knew, so I thought that was good. Uh, I, I thought it was a perfect accent of the character, uh, Agent Malloy, to have a fucking bandy plate that says, as a kicker. I didn't get that it was his car until the end. Yeah. Oh, we, I guess I missed his license plate at the beginning, but I like probably, whenever John Cusack stole his car, yeah. I didn't know he was stealing his car. And I, the thing is, I don't think you're supposed to until the end. Oh, okay. So, because I only, I've seen this movie a hundred times, but yeah. I was like, because that's how I know it's Malloy's car. But yeah, I think that's kind of the big reveal because hey, Malloy. Isn't that your car? He's like, no, I left mine at the office. 
And shout out to Cole Meany, even though he's a is a scumbag in this movie. I think he does a great job. He plays the least likable guy in this movie, but he does a really good job at it. Yeah, he's because yeah. he's literally raw. He just he basically is gaslighting John Cusack the entire time. The entire fucking the movie. entire movie. Yeah, and no matter how many times he's proven wrong, he doubles down yeah. every single fucking time. Where they when they're in the helicopters chasing down the Uncle Bob's flights or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and John Cusack's like, no, and the, there was a message on the body to me, and he's just like, what a fucking pussy this guy is. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I would have fucking crushed him. that guy's larynx with my boot. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. dude. Fuck. Hey, yeah, you're the guy that fucked up in the beginning. Send your agent on hey, the Hey, please point. don't. Please don't give him a gun. Ah, he's a gun. Ah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give him a gun. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I I can in this movie alone. There's so many rounds of ammunition. It, like ejected in flight, where, but the, there's no holes in the plane. I, yeah, I oh yeah. The plane would have broken it, in yeah. half. At some point, that that plane's losing pressure at the very least. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. and probably breaking in half. Yeah, and on that note, for there supposedly to not be any weapons on that plane other than one pistol that's in a lockbox, they have a belly of a fucking arsenal, man. There were fucking grenade launchers in the in the belly of that plane. Well, and then. I did have a question about that because at one point they're like, well, it's only a matter of time until they find the weapons stash. But John Cusack's already gone on about how there's going to be no weapons on the plane. It's wild. And then when they land at Lerner Air, Air, Airfield yeah. or whatever, Lerner Airfield, that's hard for me to say. LAF. Yeah, there you go. When they land there, it's like they knew where the guns were the whole fucking time. Yeah, he just goes. There's like, no like, oh, hey, look what I found, man. It's like, go get the guns. It's, you would, and you would think there'd be an extra, uh, some sort of extra hoop of security to jump through to get to those guns. There's just yeah. a lock on the door. Yeah, that's all you got to do. That's it. And to, I mean, an insane amount of weaponry. Oh, yeah. It was not like, this was not your Uncle Bob's basement full of a couple of uh, assault rifles. I mean, there's was shotguns assault rifles grenade launchers and then the amount of tactical experience they seem to have had to like draw up that plan like that they're supposed to be convicts man they yeah. executed a pretty ex like extensive plan it was pretty it oh was yeah impressive yeah what is that it's a rock <laughs> um real quick before we get too far away from it no you're good just real quick well we're already pretty far away from it no no, no. and i accidentally fast forwarded so we can go back so you go back to where you were at. well i was just gonna say at the beginning when nick cage is in the jail cell and he's like writing to his daughter and time's passing they also cut to his workouts super escalating to where he ends up like doing handstand push-ups or something like straight vertical i don't know i was I was dying laughing. It was the same thing, like, when he was hanging off the back of the fire engine at the end. He was just grabbing his arm like this. Yeah. Like, he was doing, like, the, the like whatever they used to call that in elementary school, like, the long The pull-up? No, you know, you just try to hold oh, yourself yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was- The long hang. Yes. Yeah, well, I remember what it was called. It had a name. Know. But, yeah, he just tried to hang on with the thing, your chin above the bar for as long as you possibly could. I was terrible at it. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the rope climb, like that was like those physical education trials that we went through publicly in elementary school were just a huge embarrassment for me. And yeah. it was part of the reason why I was not well liked in elementary school. <laughs> They're like, Rob, climb this rope. It's like in front of everyone. Do I have to? Yeah, you do. And you get graded on it. Great. Yeah. They never made us do the rope climb, but the uh, the fucking chin hang thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that was no fun. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. And not really a good. Can I stand on this chair? Does that work? Oh, my God. And then like they would like they would they would like give awards out for the people who could do it the longest and I'm just like okay yeah that's cool man way to way to make me feel like a real piece of shit yeah the pacer fucking hated it oh yeah pacer yeah i remember the pacer yeah there was a sit-ups challenge like you would have to do 100 or something i don't know 
Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're athletes over here. Yeah. Did it, okay, so I've seen, like I said, I've seen this movie a hundred times, and I still think it's going to happen every time I watch it. I think Garland Green is going to dice up that little girl and bury her in, in the oh, desert man. somewhere. So, yeah, Steve Buscemi. So I saw his name in the credits, didn't, and then I forgot that he was in it. So when they bring in, they're like, oh, shit, we got one more. That's Garland Green. I was like, oh, who's this going to be? And then as it kind of got, I was like, oh, that's clearly Super Steve Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah. Yeah. And he is... He, your drop. He is kind of creepy. Definitely unsettling with his, I once drove a uh, around the three states while wearing a woman's head as a hat or whatever. And uh, I definitely thought he was going to carve up that little girl. And at one point, like, I rewound because as he's walking back to the plane with the doll, I was like... It kind of infers that he did. Yeah, I was like, did I miss something? And I had to go back like 20 minutes to the last time you saw him with her and it's never shown, but then obviously you see her wave goodbye to the plane as she's yeah. coming out of her double wide. Yeah. So he just just stole a doll from her. Well, and then at the end of the movie, the very last thing is him just rolling the dice in Vegas. Isn't he like notorious? Everyone knew. Oh, that's the Marietta murderer. Like, well, also, wouldn't everyone know who he was? What? It's they're sending like a strange like justice has been served message <laughs> yeah, with like him getting out and staying and like oh no he made it out like as you like. No, no, no. He should absolutely be yeah, no. in prison. He's he's a terrible human being. And it's just kind of like this kind of jovial sort of atmosphere. It's like, oh, Garland Green's shooting craps. Good it, for him. Well, and he's also spouting out like philosophies and shit like that. What do you call irony? Uh, people, <laughs> a bunch of lunatics on a plane listening to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane accident. Yeah. Like, All right. Cool, man. I guess Nick Cage kind of gives him that shit. Too. He's yeah, he like, does, he don't does. fucking talk to me, man. It's like, why, why are you talking to me? Like, do I do I have... Like, do I look like I want to hear from you? You've been talking to me this whole time? Fuck off, dude. You've killed 30 people. <laughs> you call that insane? <laughs> what if I told you insane was working a job 50 hours a week for 50 years until they told you to fuck off? Then you slowly go into a, some sort of elderly home and hope you die before you can not make it to the bathroom. Wouldn't you call that insane? You're talking to me again? Like, Are you, you're talking dude, to me? Yes. The fuck? Get I'm, out of here. I'm talking to Baby-O over here, bro. Yeah, Baby-O's <laughs> deathly ill, dude. Can, yeah. If you're not going to bring something to the table, fuck off. Yeah, tell me about insulin alternatives, bro. Let's get some shit done over yeah. here. All right, Egghead, what should we do? Where can we get a needle? <laughs> needles, huh? You want to talk about needles? God damn it, there he goes again. <laughs> uh, and I already mentioned it, but the sweet guitar ballads in this movie work so fucking Very well 90s. for intense action scenes. Yeah. It's really good. It, it's, it gets me going every time. Yeah. This movie reeks of the 90s, and that's part of it. Yeah, and then um, Larkin was 100% wrong about not shooting down that plane in the non-populated desert. Oh, no, they should. Yeah, hey, come on, man. Don't shoot down this plane full of a bunch of criminals because of the one good guy. And so let's land on the strip, which, I don't know, conservatively, uh, 300 deaths? Yeah, that, and that's what Cole Meany says. He's like, way to go, Larkin, you fucker. I mean, they did. They made it a point to not show any casualties. Like it all looks like just you know all cosmetic damage done to the strip. They fucked up the strip though. Oh, they fucked it up bad. And dude, that that whole that whole scene where they're having the battle in the desert was so intense and so so many like elements to it. That must have taken weeks to shoot. It was really good though, and it looked like it was a lot of fun to actually be a part of. Yeah, out at the Lerner Airfield. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, it looks like it must have taken weeks to shoot. And then Poe, the one thing I thought was like a bridge too far, maybe, was Poe going after Grissom once, like, he was back, you know, safe off the plane. 
Bubba was fine. Yeah. And then Vince Larkin is like, he sees him, and then he sees him at the same time, and they both steal police motors. Like, he's literally going to go right back to jail. Right. Like, he's just, he's just gotten out. He's not even officially a free man yet. His good friend is fine, I think. And it's irrelevant, though, but everything's fine now. Either he's fine or he's dead. There's nothing you can do. So now you're going to, as a civilian or a recently released convict, you're going to go after this guy, risk your life and your freedom for another who knows how long. It's yeah. insanity. And then they they super kill John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah. Like, first getting the fucking spike through the leg or whatever, like the wooden pole. Like, that looked super graphic. And then they just crush his goddamn head like it's a grape. Well, it's weird. It doesn't make sense. There's continuity issues with this because once he's on the ladder that's extended up on the fire truck, he runs through that sky bridge, flies. He's supposed to be on the strip still. Yeah. He, he flies into this weird industrial-looking park that is somehow just squashing pieces of metal. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like, what? where is this in relation to this trip? Yeah. Like, this can't be anywhere near it. That's not, that's not like, uh, yeah, one of the tourist attractions. No. Yeah. No, I think, and they could have been more creative with that. They should have had some, like, big uh, Vegas, something um, that is Vegas is famous for having. Yeah. Like, they could have been really a lot more creative with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it would have made more sense. Yeah, had him somehow get launched up in the air and then land up and get impaled by the Eiffel Tower in Vegas. Exactly. That's better because he doesn't have, we don't have to have his face impaled. Like, yeah. He, well, he could just fly off that ladder and likely at least be a quadriplegic, if not dead. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it just Cyrus seemed, the virus. It just seemed like it was, it wasn't, it was unnecessary. And then the next shot after he gets his head crushed is of a helmet on the ground. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's yeah, literally. A spinning the, helmet. Yeah. yeah, it was. Like, uh, that wouldn't have even protected him, though. Let's be honest, folks. I've done shit. Yeah. I think that's I think that's all I have. Yeah, I, I so I had never seen this movie before. I'd always wanted to see it when I was a kid. Um, but it one of those movies that was rated R and it came out when I was too young and my parents weren't quite letting me watch it. Right. And then by the time I was watching rated R movies, it just kind of was one I never went back to actually watch. So I appreciate that we do this podcast because I'm really glad I watched it. So I was taking notes, and it would have been too many just straight-up Nick Cage quotes. There's a lot of them. It's so good. And I was just enjoying the ride. I had a fun time with this movie. Yeah, it's good. I kind of knew what I was in for, though. I wasn't in... There might be three Oscar winners in it, but I knew I wasn't going to watch a movie that was Oscar-worthy by any means. None of them had... Well, Nick Cage was the only one who had actually won one at the time for leaving Las Vegas, oddly enough. Yeah, well, actually, I thought that, too. When yeah. they are landing in Vegas, I was like, oh, is this like a meta joke? It's, it's one of his lines. He goes, well, viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Just like, why? No rational person would say that in that tone, in that particular situation. Be like, what the fuck do I do? He's like, well, viva Las Vegas. Yeah, I never knew. I I, I could never get around to, like, really being on Cameron Post. Like, obviously, I'm rooting for him, I guess. But it's like, of course. you're not that cool, really, you know? He's very white trash cool. Like, yeah, I guess so. Very yeah. Kid Rock cool. Well, don't worry. That that comes up later in trivia. Oh, all right. There's Kid Rock has an affinity for this film. I could absolutely see that. I think Kid Rock thinks if he, if like he were to be in an like, this is who he would be. <laughs> well, the original lyrics, uh, I'm a cowboy, baby, where I'm riding con air, baby. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna fly around town with John Malkovich? Con air, baby. <laughs> Nick Cage has a city, shitty southern accent. So I always, that, I feel like such a moron. That song came out in the late 90s, Cowboy. Uh-huh. And I remember listening to it. And the lyrics are, 
I can smell a pig from a mile away. I didn't get the association he was making between law enforcement. I'm like, that'd be really fucking annoying. Why would you be able to smell <laughs> pigs from a mile away? Uh, I don't even know that part of the song, but when you just said I can smell a pig a mile away, my thought was not about law enforcement. It was about like, he can smell bacon cooking, I guess. No, from- I think so. I had to be like explained to like, I was just like, I think it was like eighth grade. And I'm like, why would you want to smell a pig from a mile away? Like, dude, they're talking about cops. I'm like, oh, I know. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, knew I don't that. know why that'd still be annoying. I, I was testing you. That'd still be really annoying to smell cops from a mile away. You never not smell them. Because <laughs> yeah. they're always around. You see what I'm saying? Uh, how uh, about this weather we're having? This can't be right. This says we've only been going for 27 minutes. That can't be right. That can't be right. That can't be right. Ah. Well, the good news is I, I double recorded, so I've got a, a second audio. No, because I know that I we've at least been going for 40 yeah, I, I think this. I, I'm getting so sick of audacity. It's just fucking up. So that, that but I, I, I'm recording in two different methods this time just to make sure that because there's no way, there's just no way it's only been 28 minutes. No, we had been going for a few minutes already, and I looked at my phone. It was 6:40, and it's currently 7:20. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So it's at least probably 45 minutes so far. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, the damn Ving Rames, like back when they were trying to dig the plane out of the desert, he was whipping a guy. Like, well, it's just like two things. <laughs> one, this seems counterproductive on two fronts. One, I think it'd be much more efficient if he was actually help hauling the plane out. And like, they're yeah. on, they're on a real hard time schedule <clears throat> here. They've got ten to twelve minutes. And number two, I would likely be a far less efficient worker if I was being whipped while I was hauling something. Yeah, like that's like I never understood that. Like, oh. I'll, if you don't push harder, I'll whip, I'll, I'll whip you. It's like, that's not going to help, man. Well, and that's, yeah, I don't know. Cause even when they're before he's whipping them and stuff like that, like they're all the convicts are just like sitting there digging shit out. And it's like, would all the convicts be on board to just help John Malkovich? I guess he's pr- promising that they're going to get to non-extradition country. Yeah. But that obviously Mancini's plane or his plan was never to fucking actually help out. Because it's just like a two-seater plane. They definitely established a hierarchy of chain of command really quickly, yeah. and everyone just kind of went with it. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah. It, it's good for the movie, but yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure all of the... Yeah, I, I think once, if you started whipping them, they'd be like, all right, fuckface, I'm down to help, but you don't have to hit me with a piece of leather, okay? Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And shout out to the name Billy Bedlam, too. Uh, the, I don't like that guy. Oh, I didn't like that guy at all, but yeah. I like the character name, Billy Bedlam. It sounds like a... Private detective. Yeah, like an English boxer or something. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's better. On Billy Bedlam. On Billy Bedlam. Yeah, it's oh. a Jason Statham character. <laughs> yeah, that was, I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah. That was Jason Statham. On Billy Bedlam, and today's the day I die. Okay, do you know what time it is? Good. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. <laughs> That was way early. I, it's been a minute, I guess, since I've been, I don't know. It's a little bit of a premature urinal, yeah. urinal fart. What are you going to do? Uh, this is the portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. If Keenan gets three of the five correct and I don't, I have to shotgun and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun and I don't. But inevitably, we will all end up shotgunning because it's that kind of a show. Hey, hey, hey. Number one. I don't know why I just fucking... <laughs> I liked it. It was good. <laughs> Are you Fat Albert? <laughs> That's who I was thinking of, yeah. Fat Albert. <laughs> I guess we can't make that. That's Bill Cosby, right? Yeah, no. Can you... That's, that shit's been canceled. Yeah. 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 Rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to drink a hot Cosby... Yeah, no, we can make jokes about it. That's still, yeah. Yeah, that's still, that's still fair play. 
Uh, number one, true or false, the song How Do I Live was nominated for both an Oscar for Best Original Song and a Razzie for Worst Original Song. False? No, it's weirdly enough, it's true. It didn't win either award, but was nominated for both. So this version of it, even though the song was originally done by Leanne Rhimes? Correct. Trish Yearwood's version. Was nominated for an Oscar? And a Razzie. Okay. Well, Didn't win either. I think it probably should have been nominated for the Razzie. I can get behind that one. You know, if you like that type of music, that's fine. But it just was so goddamn corny. Pretty sappy. It, but for the times, I think, where country music was, it fit the current narrative of country music. But uh, upon reflecting in retrospective, yeah, it's a fucking corny-ass song. I just feel like, honestly, what it reminded me of, and I've never even seen the movie The Bodyguard, but I've seen that end scene yeah. or whatever. And it's like they were Whitney trying to song. go with the... See, that movie, or that song, I think was nominated for an Oscar, and if it didn't win, it should have. That's That song is a classic. Uh, he, do you have, have I ever told you my joke about that song? No, I'd like to hear it. All right, so Whitney Houston, back in the day, uh, she initially got hired to be a Hyundai spokesperson. Um, okay. Well, but, this was after she was Whitney Houston. Yeah, well, like she was trying to make a comeback. She was on Hard Times. And oh, she sure. Was like so gonna, this is kind of her, her career taking a day. Yeah, okay, so she yeah. wanted to, you know, and... She was going to record a version of that song, but she was in the booth, and she kept going, Hyundai, and then go, it's Hyundai, Whitney, <laughs> not Hyundai, do it again, and she'd keep going, Hyundai, God damn it, Whitney, it's Hyundai, that's my joke. That's funny, that. I yeah. like it. it, it's very funny. We, we can work on the setup and the, and the punchline more, <laughs> yeah. but no, the, 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 the idea the is idea there. Is money. Yeah. The idea is very good, there's a sketch there. <laughs> there's, there's something there. There's a sketch yeah. there. Uh, I don't know if it's a joke best told verbally. I think there's a sketch there. It's very not timely either. <laughs> it is, she's, you know. she's been down a while. Yeah, but I, you I, know. I've always thought it was so strange how abusive Bobby was to her, Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yet she named her daughter Bobby. See, yeah, and I always get her and fuck, now I'm going to do it again. Whitney Houston confused. Oh, sorry. I'm getting him confused. Whit no, Whitney Houston. No, Whitney no, Houston was. We are talking about Whitney Houston. Yeah, we're talking about Whitney oh, Houston. Who I get fucking. You're thinking of Tina Turner. Yes, yes, I get Tina Turner and Whitney Houston. Beat motherfuckers like I beat Tina. That's yeah, because they yeah. both had abusive relationships with uh, men, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Controlling and both men. of them were like their producers. Well, Bobby like was Tina? a performer too. Okay. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, uh, God, I can't remember the name of his band, but pretty famous R&B band. And they, it was like ten years. That it wasn't too far apart. Was it or uh, yeah, 20, maybe, 30? Maybe, no, 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 yeah. maybe 10, 10, okay. 15. It, uh, Tina was before Whitney. It could have okay. been 10 or 15 years, but very similar stories. And unfortunately, uh, Whitney died of drug uh, a drug overdose and her daughter did. Yeah. Fuck, man. It's just that. That's very sad. With When people say, yeah, there's genetics, uh, there's genetic reasons why people are more prone to being addicted to drugs. I get it, dude. Yeah. It's, I mean. It, it is very sad story. I think I think Bobby's still Bobby, the, uh, her father, not her daughter, is still around. I think. Yeah. Well, not to bring it down, but that's the that's my uh, Hyundai commercial. Oh, Jesus! We really went off there. So, yeah, uh, number two, <laughs> numerous five. Over under forty thousand dollars. How much did the nineteen sixty seven Corvette Stingray retail for at the time of filming? How much money? Forty thousand dollars. Over under. Over. Surprisingly enough, under. God damn it. The 1967 Corvette Stingray retailed for 38k in 96. 38k, huh? I mean 96 is a long time ago. That but if you could get that for 38k today, that'd be a steal. Yeah, I remember seeing Stingrays quite a bit back in the day. I like Stingrays. They're yeah, good-looking Corvettes. I agree. Now sure. Corvettes look like Ferraris. Yeah. Yeah, Corvette, yeah. I I <laughs> I just buy practical cars now. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. When well, I was I mean, a kid, I used to be like, I'll have a Dodge Viper, but that's never going to happen. I mean, I, I drove a, a, that's true. a pretty stooped up Mustang for a while, um, but then I got two dogs. I was like, oh, they can't fit in this, and this car only performs optimally when nothing is going on outside. Yeah. Yeah. Not the best practical cars. No, not yeah. at all. All right, number three. Which actor did not audition for the role of Cyrus Grissom? So which of these actors did not audition for the role of Cyrus? Was it A, Mickey Rourke, B, Willem Dafoe, C, Ralph Fiennes, or D, Tom Sizemore? I I could see a lot. I mean, John Malkovich did a great job, but I would have liked to have seen a lot of those people. Who was A? Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Uh, I'm going to guess him. Uh, the answer was C, Ralph Fiennes. Damn it. So Sizemore, Dafoe, and Rourke all... Um, Auditioned and Rourke was uh, supposedly he was actually really close to getting it. I could see Mickey Rourke in it. Yeah, I, I think he would be a very different a great size. job. Yeah, he would have been very different, but good. I was just thinking maybe '90s he wasn't trying to get back into acting or anything quite yet because he was like big in the '80s and then yeah kind of, fell off. Yeah, for tried a to minute. be a boxer for a while. He did. Yeah. He did. He was a professional boxer, not a successful one. And then came back to the because he was acting with like James Dean back in the day, wasn't he? I don't know if he no, was no, 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 no. But I'm he was someone like, else. oh, I'm thinking of Dennis Hopper. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Dennis Hopper acted with James Dean, Pope of Greenwich Village and uh, Rumblefish and stuff like yeah. that. He was in, uh, and then The Wrestler is a fucked up movie. It's really good. It's very dark. Yeah, there's the scene in that movie. Spoiler alert: where he punches the uh, meat slicer. Yeah, ah, oh, and it, fuck. yeah, see. That's what when I think about it, and it makes it me not want to watch that movie because I, I know that scene's in there. Oh, and I cut it. myself on a meat slicer it, it's in high not school. Fun. It oh, is, yeah, it was terrible. He's lucky. Like I'm surprised his fist didn't fucking slice. No, dude. Oh, fuck. Ah. Uh, okay, number four. <laughs> so now that you got that cringy thought in your mind, she, listeners. Ah, Marissa Tomei shows her boobies in that movie. She does do that. Big fan of that. <laughs> Big fan of those. Number four, true or false? Kid Rock has a hit song inspired by Cameron Poe. Oh, I'm gonna say true. That's 100 true. It's called American Badass. Oh well, there you go. I might have to listen to it uh, no, on my I, route home. I'm going to. Yeah, like, that's that's definitely coming up in American IQ. Badass. Huh? I wonder how it goes. <laughs> I have some. I mean, I have some thoughts. Yeah. Ball with the ball, badass Americans. What he? That's not him. He hasn't released a record. In, I, what does he do now? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, I think he probably does like Kid <laughs> Kid Rock cruises. Yeah. Like, come and join the SS Love with Kid Rock. For a second, he tried to be an actor. Like, he was in he's, Joe Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dirt. He was fine in that movie. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. He's I fine. can see why he didn't get many more roles other than, you know. Yeah, I feel like in comedy, he could have probably found a niche. And, yeah. yeah. He did that duet. I put your picture. Oh, yeah. Away. That was a big one. Yeah. Who did that with him? Faith Hill? Maybe okay. Carrie Underwood. I don't fucking know. One of the yeah, one of those. One of the uh, women. No, it was Cheryl Crow. I don't. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I I, I, I do not remember. Sat down and cried. Good song. Yeah, that's probably my favorite Kid Rock song. If I had to pick one, I guess. Uh, uh I, I think the first the the hit that put him on the map is still my favorite. Which one's that one? Ba with the ball. It is ball with yeah. Ball yeah. with the ball. Bang the bang. Dicky dicky dicky. Set the book. I saw up truck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, fucking Kid Rock. And he holds out that my name is Kid for like it'll like fourteen seconds. And yeah. it's just like that was I, that was impressive. And I, I normally I'd say completely unnecessary, but for some reason I like it. Yeah, he he does have actually another song that. Uh, anyway, let's move past him. Let's move past Kid Rock. He raps happy. Yeah, <laughs> he raps happy. Uh, okay, I like that Kid Rock. Number five. 
which actor was not considered for the role of Vince Larkin? So which one of these actors was not considered for the role of Vince Larkin? Was it A, Robert Downey Jr.? Robert? B, Charlie Sheen? Charles? C, Matthew Broderick? Matthew? Or D, Johnny Depp? <laughs> yeah, that's Johnny Depp. It'll forever, it'll forever be said like that now. Um, Matthew... David, not David. Uh, Broderick. Matthew Broderick, Charlie Sheen, Robert Downey Jr., or Johnny Depp? Robert Downey Jr. Incorrect. The The answer was D, Johnny Depp. God damn it. Uh, uh, Matthew Broderick wouldn't have worked that... Uh, he would have been nerdy, like, and kind of... Yeah. Uh, but, uh, this was around the time that he did that Godzilla movie. Yeah, it was. You know, I think that so came out the nerdy. year or two after that. Whatever happened to Matthew Broderick, he doesn't really do he shit. He does right? a lot of stage plays now, man. Oh, like okay. He does stuff like that. Uh, I think he's got pretty gray hair now, which is weird. Yeah, he's still married to Sarah Jessica Packer. Oh, uh, well, okay. <laughs> we all know it. We'll leave it at that. Yes, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll just say, all right. All right, all right, all right. He's having sex with the lights off <laughs> in the city. <laughs> really? Like, we make that joke, and it's a fun joke to make. She's not a bad-looking no, woman. She's, she's re- yeah. She really is quite an attractive woman, yeah. but it, when... It's the low-hanging fruit, it's, and well, I yeah. can't help myself. She has an interesting face, not in a bad way, but when you hear it described as a transvestite donkey, which is like, that's really funny. <laughs> gotcha. That's really funny. Is that South Park? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how they get away with this. Like, they can do anything. Yeah. Ugh, that's so crazy. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to South Park. Uh, um, uh, you, you game or no? Ah, uh, probably not. Okay, that's fine. I just check, make sure. No, oh, yeah. All right. Drinking buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly shit faced, fucked up, shy vote, if you will, and I will with. Who is your drinking buddy, Keenan? Well, I think ultimately, I would have to end up going with. Probably Larkin, I guess. I don't really want to drink with the criminals, you know? Not even pinball? Pinball's mine, 100%. I guess I would drink with pinball, maybe, or Baby O after he gets off his insulin. Well, I don't think I don't think people... I don't really want to hang out with Cameron Poe, though. With diabetics, uh, diabetes, I don't think people are supposed to drink. I don't know. Well, I don't want to kill him, then. I yeah, don't no, no, I don't know if Baby O's... I guess I'd say pinball. Yeah, pinball's probably the right answer. I don't think there's any other answer. Yeah, really? I mean... Because uh, pinball's the only one that is technically a criminal, but does he seems fairly harmless. I mean, he did light that guy on fire. <laughs> he did, yes. But he did light that dude on fire. He seems the least threatening of the crew. Yeah, I agree. And maybe it's just because it's Dave Chappelle. But. Yeah, and maybe that's based on, like, I fucking, I would definitely hang out with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, but I'm not going to drink with Cyrus or Ving Rams. They seem like if I'd said something, they'd just snap yeah, off and kill me. They're psychos. They're psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah, I I did like shout out to whenever what's what's the guy's name Mancini or something that they're actually working for? Yeah, the South American drug lord. Yeah, and when he messes up his escape, while John Cusick stops his escape, Cusack, and then the uh, gasoline's all around him, and Cyrus has the cigarette, and he's like, "Sigh." Renora or Sayonara. Yeah, he Sayonara. I fucked that up, but yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that was good stuff. That's that's just Cracker Jack writing. Mancini died in a freak gasoline and fight accident. <laughs> well, I can't remember the line. He goes, it proves that you, too, can't not die in a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, pinball. I'll drink with Dave Chappelle. All right, let's move on to Rotten Tomatoes Over Under. I will set the critics at the Over Under at a 
Uh, critics, I'll guess under. Over 66%. I am just fucking up. I will set the audience at a 77%. Over. Under. 75. 75%. Hoover. Hoover's. Um, and then uh, IMDb is a 6.9. Is it? It All is. All right. About goddamn time. I give this movie, uh, my Real Buzz rating is a 4.75 out of 5 beers. Jesus Christ. You're, you're going all in. I like this movie. I'm, I'm going to give it a solid 4 out of 5 beers. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I will definitely watch it again. Yeah. I'll put it to you that way. What is it? I want... Oh, okay. That's weird. Oh, no, no. Never mind. Sorry. I was just checking that. Uh, okay. <laughs> well. How do I live without you? I want to know. Yeah, but probably without singing that song. Yeah, how do I live with with you singing this? As yeah, that's with, what, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I guess that'll do it here for episode eighty-four of Real Buzz Takes. Uh, thanks for listening. We are the Real Buzz Two. Keenan, take us out. I've been poisoned by my constituency. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Oh, thank you.